Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Michelle Smallman. I'm Randy Carricker. It's always good to talk to our friend Mike Sando from The Athletic. He joins us now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line on 101 ESPN in St. Louis. Michael, always good to have you with us. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How about you? Good. And we're intrigued by your piece uh, at The Athletic that leads off with the Rams trade for Von Miller because we've been sitting here for a long time saying eventually trading all those draft picks is going to catch up to them and your uh, the the headline to the piece at the athletic is one trade too many for rams and there are people in the league that think so don't they yeah i mean that trade especially because i think before the miller trade jalen ramsey's a young star so that that's great anytime you can add a young star like the cold setting to forrest buckner i mean you can get a 25 year old guy at an important position um to me i'd much rather trade the first round picks because those as we know are lottery tickets that a lot of times it's a scratcher and you get five bucks to buy a bag of chips, you know, with the first round pick. Um, but Von Miller's 32 years old. So and he's missed the whole 2020 season. You know, he's been hurt this year. He hasn't been great when he's been playing. So, um, you know, you gave up a second and a third round pick. Maybe, maybe it does work out, but that that's probably the riskiest one. You know, I think, Except like getting Stafford, I don't really have a problem with that. I mean, I think it's good to be looking to try to upgrade, and they felt that it run its course with Goff, and and now we'll see. So I'm torn, you know, Randy and Michelle, because I I think there's a risk in not doing anything either. You know what I mean? Like if they save their first round picks, and everybody said, "Oh, that's fundamentally sound," you still miss on a ton of them. You know what I mean? Do you want to take Tavon Austin in the eighth overall and just take your chances, or would you rather have Jalen Ramsey and then miss the chance to draft Tavon Austin next year? You know what I mean? It's a little... It's a, it's a great sort of philosophical discussion. And I think, Mike, that market has something to do with it, doesn't it? If, if you're in Buffalo, you can draft Josh Allen and let him develop. But if you're in L.A., you need yeah. to have stars. You can't develop stars necessarily, <laughs> you, you, right? You have to get guys yeah. that, uh, as they say, are going to sell tickets. Yeah, it's totally you're right. And move the needle. What, do you do, what have you done this week to impress us, right? What's the latest compelling thing you've done? to get our attention. I do think there's something to that. And, you know, the, uh, Sean McVay's arrival also coincided with their move to L.A., so I think he's a big driver, in especially the Stafford move, right? That's a head coach mm-hmm. who calls plays um, wanting a quarterback. But it, it is interesting to me that, as I put in my column on The Athletic, I think the first five seasons of Les Snead's tenure when they were in St. Louis I, they were third in the league in most players drafted in the first round. And we were, you know, Aaron Donald, Robert Quinn, Bradford, all it wasn't Bradford starting in 12. So they, they had, they had the third most. Well, they haven't drafted any since they moved to LA with McVay. So um, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, we, we can do it. We've got Tavon Austin. We've got Greg Robinson. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we've got Todd Gurley. Yeah, we, we, we know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I think that's the lesson though. And the bet they're making, you know, really is, okay, we're a pretty good team. We're probably going to be in the playoffs. So we're not even talking about a top 10 pick. We're talking about 
you know, one of the bottom 14 picks uh, in the league. Uh, that's, you know what I mean? And when you look at the track record on those guys, yes, you're going to get a TJ Watt every once in a while, but you're going to get a bunch of Rashad pennies and you know, you know what I mean? And, and uh, the running back who New England picked, who's on the, on the Rams so now, you know, you're going to, yeah, you're going to get a lot of misses. <laughs> Uh, well, Mike, a guy who is in the headlines again for things not related to football is Aaron Rodgers. And whether it's his commentary on the COVID vaccine or some of the things we saw this offseason in his relationship with the Packers, do you think any of the stuff that have ha- that has happened off the field could impact his trade value moving forward? Um, I think it could affect how much somebody's really looking forward to bringing them in. I think at the end of the day, the need at the position and what your alternatives are make are, will drive a decision, right? I mean, we just saw the Miami Dolphins considering Deshaun Watson. Obviously, that's way more complicated and with way worse things having been alleged, and they were in the mix for him. Ultimately, didn't do it because the cases need to be resolved. I think that shows you the 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 value at that position. I do think it will affect some though, you know, and I think the thing that Rogers didn't calculate probably is, you know, when you lie or mislead or whatever you want to say that it was, it kind of lose something that you don't get back. I think that is the, I think he thought he could explain away whatever. Well, just let me explain it. Sometimes when you try to explain things, it gets worse, you know, mm-hmm. and I, th- I think that happened to him. And it's a little bit unclear, like like his his marketability, his endorsements, those types of things, I think, are definitely affected. It just takes one team to really need him and want him. And if it's not the Packers, I think there will be another team. Mike, what do people around the league think of Jordan Love as we sit here on November 9th, 2021? Well, there's, you know, one person I was talking to Sunday night, you're just going off one game. was like, God, I'd be rethinking my plan. I mean, and saying, geez, maybe Rogers is, is uh, justified in being upset that we drafted him after all, after watching that game, because it certainly wasn't impressive against uh, the, the Packers. So, you know, I think people felt like he was, you know, late, late first round, second round type pick. And what have we seen since then to make you, enhance that right i mean he hasn't played in preseason much didn't at all as a rookie didn't even have preseason so um i think it's still a confounding decision to have drafted him and there's not a ton of buzz and excitement over you know what he's going to bring to the offense but just in isolation and especially compared to what rogers can bring to the offense Mike, I saw Ryan Clark on Get Up saying that patrick mahomes is broken do you think he's broken and if he is can he be fixed yeah, well, I think he certainly can be fixed because we've seen him play great before. But I do think there's something broken um, with him and them. And it's weird. I was just trying to think of when something like this has happened. It, it, you know, It's almost like the Space Jam movie, right, where suddenly Charles Barkley can't make a free throw, make a shot, you know, and, and all those guys look bad. That it's were the monsters. Stars. <laughs> yes, exactly. It does feel that way. And I... And I Initially, you thought offense was broken, but he doesn't look the same. So um, I do think he can be fixed. I wonder if it'll be by the end of this year. I still hold out some hope for him on that. But look at the AFC. is kind of a mess, right? I mean, it's a flavor of the week. It's Tennessee one week. It's a different team another week. Um, maybe by the end they figure it out. You know, I think he's talented. They have talent. The coach is good. So uh, 
I'm going to say it's not over yet for this year, but I, I agree with what Ryan's saying and that it's clearly broken now. Um, and it's confounding. I mean, I think it's five games in a row or four of the last five. They haven't even scored more than 20 points. That's unheard of for them. And Mike, one of the teams that is a general flavor, certainly not vanilla, is the uh, the Baltimore Ravens, right? They, they change things up. They, they're always providing something different. And Lamar Jackson is absolutely remarkable. And we've always thought that eventually a running quarterback is going to get hurt. But it seems like now with the rules as they are and schemes as they are, maybe a guy like Jackson does have a chance to play for a long time. I look at Cam Newton as the template, really. He went about 10 years, uh, and then it started to catch up to him. So I would think, like, like I put Jackson closer to that category than, like, you know, RG3 was just didn't seem sturdy. You know what I mean? He was getting hurt from the beginning. I think Lamar Jackson really can take uh, some punishment running. Um, I think there's a feel for the game that he has that, you know, as he gets – more veteran and, and more experienced, he may be able to avoid some of those. I do think if you're going to have designed runs for the quarterback, a lot of them, it will take it will take some time off of your career. Um, and, and maybe it's a 10-year window. Well, in the meantime, you can win a lot of games. And I think he's also improved his passing. You know, it's a, They've become a little bit more of a passing team this year. It's not so heavy on the run, and I think that's good for him and them because he can still – do it when he has to and shoot if you half the time if he doesn't see somebody open or they have a good defense called he can just run anyway then um and they're an interesting team and they just are i think they they coach well too and develop players well maybe some of those guys on defense and throughout their roster will be better by the end of the year to help lamar jackson Mike, do you think that there's anything Matt Nagy can do from now until the end of the season to save his job, or do you think that that's already a foregone conclusion? Well, I mean, winning, you know, I think winning is the ultimate thing. You forget about Matt Nagy. He's never had a losing season, you know, and so the narrative has gotten out of control for him. He doesn't handle, he doesn't communicate his message well, in my opinion, and it can be his own worst enemy at times. But let's just say I think we would all agree that Justin Fields last night passing for 291 yards, averaging 10 yards per attempt, uh, making some big plays to help put them in position to almost win that game. That's the ticket to Nagy coming back. If, if, if they can win games and finish strong and feel great about the quarterback, I think that, that helps them at an organization that has been reluctant to make changes and has brought back Ryan Pace when others thought you know, other teams wouldn't have. Mike Sando, one more thing, and I don't know if you've looked at the Detroit schedule. They're 0-8, and I can't find another win for the Detroit Lions. Do you, do you think that they could go 0-17, become the first 0-17 team in NFL history? I do. Yeah, I do. I mean, they, right when you th- there's been a couple times this year where you thought, okay, they showed us something there. They're going to get the win this week. Maybe like going into the Philly game, you were like, hey, you know what they – they look like they're playing with some fight. They know it was 44 to six. Mm-hmm. So uh, as I look through their schedule, it's hard to find one. I, I agree. Maybe the Atlanta game at Atlanta, we'll see what the state of the Falcons is, you know, with their offensive line or Matt Ryan's health, those types of things. But the, you know, maybe in the last game, what if green Bay was resting starters in the last game? That's that's week 18. The green Bay is going to have that division wrapped up. 
they could already be the number one seed or they had not have a chance to get the number one seed. So what if they rested a bunch of their starters in week 18? Maybe that's the Detroit ticket to getting a one win. It's dismal, though. It's, I feel sorry for a franchise fans. Yeah. Mike, they, they have one playoff victory, one playoff game victory since 1957. Oof. I know. And look at the look at the scores of their games to where, like, they haven't out. They haven't scored twenty points in a game since the opener when when they did in the garbage time. I think late in the game. So that's really tough. Really tough. I, it's a long season. I mean, Dan Campbell has looked like he's emerged from you know a wrestling match after every game. Right. You know, his hair's messed up. He's sweaty. He's uh, that's a lot to ask of everybody to do throughout the year. I'm with you. Tough. Hey, it's always good to hear your voice. Thanks so much for the time. We do appreciate it. If we don't talk to you before Thanksgiving, have a happy Thanksgiving, and we will definitely talk to you before the season concludes. Okay. Hey, thanks, Randy. Thanks, Michelle. See you, Mike. Take care. Mike Sando of The Athletic does great work at The Athletic. And if you want to read a guy that is tied in, knows a lot of executives and can give you, like, the, the pulse of the league, Mike does a great job of that. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, bet online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.